right, welcome to the Hero of Ages trailer. We're going to be quickly reading the back of the book and the very brief prologue, which is only two pages long, and then getting a couple thoughts on what they, what uh, Mythic and Darkness think about uh, what is to come for the final book of the Mistborn trilogy. Uh, so we're going to go straight into it because we are recording this on the same day as we recorded the final episode of Well of Ascension. Uh, so going into the back of the book, uh, it starts with a question, which says, What does it mean to be the hero of ages? To end the final empire and restore freedom, Vin killed the Lord Ruler. But as a result, the deepness, the lethal form of the ubiquitous mists is back, along with increasingly heavy ashfalls and ever more powerful earthquakes. Even worse, Vin has been tricked into releasing the mystic force known as Ruin from the Well of Ascension. Having escaped death only by becoming a Mistborn himself, Emperor Ellen Venture hopes to find clues left behind by the Lord Ruler that will allow him to save the world. But how can Vin and Ellen defeat Ruin, a near omniscient being with the power to warp reality? Humanity appears to be doomed, the stunning conclusion to the Mistborn trilogy that answers all the questions posed by the first two volumes. So yeah, that's the little back of the book preview. There's a god named Ruin, what? I know, right? <laughs> Who would have guessed? Yeah, we, yeah I, I definitely didn't call that, like, early on in this book. <laughs> no, nah, no way. Uh, so, prologue. Marsh struggled to kill himself. His hand trembled as he tried to summon the strength to make himself reach up and pull the spike free from his back and end his monstrous life. He had given up on trying to break free. Three years. Three years as an Inquisitor. Three years imprisoned in his own thoughts. Those years had proven that there was no escape. Even now, his mind clouded. And then it took control. The world seemed to vibrate around him, and suddenly he could see clearly. Why had he struggled? Why had he worried? All was as it should be. He stepped forward, though he could no longer see the normal men see as normal men did. After all, he had large steel spikes driven point first through his eyes. He could sense the room around him. The spikes protruded from the back of his skull. If he reached up to touch the back of his head, he could feel the sharp points. There was no blood. The spikes gave him power. Everything was outlined in fine blue alimantic lines, heightening the world. The room was of modest size, and several companions, also outlined in blue, the alimantic lines pointing at the metals contained in their very blood, stood with Marsh. Each one had spikes through his eyes. Each one, that is, except for the man tied to the table in front of him. Marsh smiled, taking a spike off the table beside him, then hefting it. His prisoner wore no gag. That would have stopped the screams. Please, the prisoner whimpered, trembling. Even a terrorist steward would break down when confronted by his own violent death. The man struggled weakly. He was in a very awkward position, as he had been tied to the table on top of another person. The table had been designed that way, with depressions to allow for the body underneath. What is it you want? the terrorist asked. I can tell you no more about the synod. Marsh fingered the brass spike, feeling its tip. There was work to do, but he hesitated, relishing the pain and terror in the man's voice. Hesitated so that he could... Marsh grabbed control of his own mind. The room's scents lost their sweetness and instead reeked with the stench of blood and death. His joy turned to horror. His prisoner was a keeper of Terrace, a man who had worked his entire life for the good of others. Killing him would not only be a crime, but a tragedy. Marsh tried to take command, tried to force his arm up and around to grab the linchpin spike from his back. Its removal would kill him. Yet it was too strong. The force. Somehow it had control over Marsh. It needed him and the other Inquisitors to be its hands. It was free. Marsh could still feel it exulting in that. But something kept it from affecting the world too much by itself. An opposition. 
a force that lay over the land like a shield. It was not yet complete. It needed more. Something else. Something hidden. And Marsh would find that something. Bring it to his master. The master that Vin had freed. The entity that had been imprisoned within the Well of Ascension. It called itself Ruin. Marsh, uh, Marsh smiled as his prisoner began to cry. Then he stepped forward, raising the spike in his hand. He placed it against the whimpering man's chest. The spike would need to pierce the man's body, passing through the heart, and then be driven into the body of the Inquisitor tied below. Hemalurgy was a messy art. That was why it was so much fun. Marsh picked up a mallet and began to pound. That is the, pr the prologue. Yay! I have a new thing to- a new chart to make. Yay, hemalurgy. Uh, so first of all, what are your thoughts on the back of the book and the prologue? The prologue? The back of the book was a little, like, okay. I mean, the back of the book is really supposed to be way too much. New chart, new chart. <laughs> so yes, we have a new And there's different metals, art. too, because he said that the spike was a specific metal. And it was brass. Yeah, so, and, like... What what's through their eyes? Is it is it steel or iron? Uh, Have they I said it? Don't know if they've said it or not. They said like steel spikes or something. I don't know. They're called steel inquisitors. I think that means that they have steel eyes because that would make the most sense for their name. I wonder if I wonder if like uh like chakra points kind of a thing. Uh, if like the spikes being in different areas might affect different things. Mm. I got a new chart to make. Do you have any thoughts here, Darkness? I think it's just vital organ related. Nobody, I don't think eyes are really vital organs, but... It goes through the brain. Oh, yeah, true. Kidneys, your liver, your heart, your brain, lungs... You mentioned something about a heart, right? Yeah, they, they pushed the spike... He was yeah, the pushing brass spike went through the heart. Also, metal in the, in the veins, right? In the so blood? Yeah, so they can he can see like the eye. So you know how like even normal people have like iron in their blood. He can so like their their sense of uh, sight is so enhanced that they can even see the metal in people's blood, which is how they can walk around with just alimantic sight. Was he looking at? He was looking at other inquisitors and the guy on the table. Okay, did it say if the guy on the table had the same thing? Uh, so the guy on the table is a terraceman, and he was laying on top of. An inquisitor. An inquisitor. And they were Marsh was pounding the spike through the terraceman into the inquisitor below. That's where all the terrorist people went. Mm. He's making an army of inquisitors. I wonder how that works. He, it's probably stealing the power from the terraceman and giving it to the person who becomes the steel inquisitor. Yeah, but I mean, like, how? Like, is it? Yeah, I, I love the line though. How uh, it relates back to the first book where. Um... Marsh doesn't want to say how Inquisitors are made, he just says it's very messy. And then there's yeah. one here where it's like, Hemology's a very messy art. Yeah, very so messy. You gotta pound that's why there was more blood than one person could have in their body. In that room where Marsh they thought Marsh died. So they mm. were pounding some spikes through people. Into him. Oh god, I just thought it was some really cool shit. Um so I had some questions here. First of all, what are your thoughts on Marsh trying to kill himself but being controlled by something else? assumed like he was hearing ruin so i guess ruin actually uh like controlling him would make a lot of sense too i guess mm -hmm. any other thoughts darkness or you agree with the book i i wonder what's allowing him to uh break free though he's know. not breaking free though he is for a moment his like, he's trying mind to pull it out. is breaking free but he's not actually able to move yeah he's not able to way. do it though he just gets like 
glimpses. But so he's trapped in his head. Yeah. Does he not reach back? He wants to. He tries to force his arm to, but he's not actually able to. Okay. But that's what he wants to do, is to reach back to kill himself. Uh, did you like that you got confirmation that Vin specifically uh, released Ruin? Yeah. But I'm now I'm just stuck on... What was it called? Hemo or something? The Hemolurgy. Yeah. There's Allomancy, Ferrochemy, and Hemolurgy. So Allomancy is like... Uh, it burns the metal. The, the power comes uh, from your uh, body, but you burn, you use the metal to activate it, whereas with Ferrochemy, your body How do you spell activates it? the metal. You... Hemolurgy? I can spell it out for you. Huh. It comes from like blood, like the word like hemolurgy. Yeah, that's why that's why I don't know how to spell it. So what if that's why that's why I got stuck with the with the fact that uh, there's like blood happening there, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck on the fact that you have to. He has a terrorist person on top, and then an inquisitor below, right? So the spikes passing through the terrorist into the inquisitor. Mm-hmm. Into the inquisitor. So what if it's stealing? the Terrasman's power and giving it to the Inquisitor. Well, yeah, I assume that's what's happening. So but so, so that would mean that the Terrace person has to be a ferrochemist, right? Because that's what they are, Terrace. They, they specifically did people. say that uh, they took all the people from the Synod, which were all the Keepers, and he does say that, mm-hmm. like, I know, I have nothing else to tell you about the Synod. So he, he, he does seem to be a ferrochemist. Yeah, guy. that's what I'm saying. So, so what if he's... So they're stealing ferrochemy, but it doesn't explain to me why, because Ferrochemy and Allomancy are so different. So, is there different types of Inquisitors, or is it just like, it doesn't matter, and they're still giving the same powers? The thing is, if there's metals of different types being used as spikes, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's how, if they're taking the Ferrochemist powers, then they're going to be able to use all those different metals, because it doesn't seem that Ferrochemists are limited to one specific metal. No, but that's what I'm saying. But like, you're but you would use the ferrochemy stuff though, so they wouldn't be able to do the push and pull and all of they that. Cause, they would, cause they would, cause um, would they? No, cause the ferrochemy is different than allomancy, like in the powers that are given. Ferrochemists could not like, do the push. He's not. Yeah, he's not using like fucking wakefulness or you know strength. He's lit. They're literally using allomantic powers. So I'm wondering if. Maybe there are two, like multiple different types of inquisitors, and like it just depends on the way they're created. So, like you would put instead of putting a terrorist person there, you would put an alamancer there, you know, hey. hmm. and then drove a spike through the alamancer into the inquisitor to create, it, you know, what you created. But uh, I just want to, because it's been so long for you guys, remind you of some stuff Marsh said in the initial book when he was getting recruited. To uh-huh. be an obligator and an inquisitor is that they specifically like to choose people who are already mistings, specifically the type of misting he was, which I believe was uh, is it bronze? It's the one that you can uh, yeah, check. Yeah, he had bronze. Yeah. Check what uh what allomancy powers are being used by people. So that's just information you should already have, but it's been a long time for you guys. Uh-huh. So what you're saying is that maybe they're combining the two then, kind of like the. Lord Ruler would make sense on the what, but uh, it it would make sense, but it would also not make sense to me because 
then you're, if you're only bringing mistings in, they would only be able to use those that misting power, at least in my thought pattern. Well, remember, they, 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 that... Mistborns were very, very rare. Yeah. So but is that not what, like... basically use Mistborn powers? Is that not what Perikami would allow you to do, though? Why would it? Because you, you can use can you all the metals down... as Perikami is. Yeah, but you... How does that correlate to Alamancy? They're two different types. Because you're transferring the powers... Of ferrochemi. Yeah, which allows you to use all the metals. For ferrochemi, though. Exactly, like, but since they're mixed so together, you would assume that it would also give the ability to use all the metals. Maybe. Oh. I mean, I understand your thought pattern. I'm just saying, like, it, it's hard to follow, you know, without more information. I'm going to have to go down a whole like, rabbit hole now <laughs> and figure this whole shit out. I will say, because like, this oh, is... Because I've said in the previous books that you, or at least in the second book, that you were able to look at the Ars Arcanum ahead of time. In this one, I don't know if you should be just yet, because it is the end of the trilogy, so they have a bit more information in it from closer to the end of the book. I can't read the Ars Arcanum anyways, so it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, mostly to darkness. Because <laughs> it does give you uh, electric powers for what the... Uh... Oh, great. Awesome. So, hopefully by the end of this book, I should have the answers that I need. Yes, as I said, you should have the answers to everything that is plot-related. You will have, like, 99... So, humility is plot-related. Okay. Yeah. So, basically, how the books are ordered is the first book you learn about Allomancy, the second book you learn about Ferrochemy, and the third book you learn about Hedalurgy. We haven't, we haven't seen a dead, uh, whatever the fuck they're called, the... not Coloss, but the other things. Conjure? Conjure, yeah. They haven't, they haven't seen a dead Chondra yet, right? No, because Tensun, I believe, got rid of Orisur's body or whatever when he killed him. So maybe they also have spikes. Or nails. As much spikes as there were nails. Yeah, they were specifically named as, put as nails for the Coloss mm-hmm. ones. So I'm assuming that's like kind of like size-related. They're a lot smaller. I mean, if you look at, if you look at the skull that's in this fucking... Like pictures that uh, Darkness posted, the things through their eyes look like nails. But Th- those are way too big to be a nail, though. They're called spikes because of how large they are. Saying they look like nails. They're still nails. Just giant nails called spikes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if they have a flat like top. So the definition of a nail is a small metal spike. Small metal spike. <laughs> yes. So technically, a nail is a spike, but it's small. Yep. And so that's why this is called and a spike. And vice versa. And vice versa. No, a spike, a spike is, is not a, a, a spike is not a nail. A nail is a spike. It is a, it is a nail though. What if you're super big and you just see it as a nail? <laughs> what if what if those are like what if giants held a spike? It would be that to them it would be a nail. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> what if to a coloss an inquisitor spike is a nail? I don't know if they're that big, but you know. Maybe. Alright. To be fair, they're like what? Like, how many go, I'm I gotta go down a rabbit hole, so... Yeah, that's all the questions I pretty much had for you guys, unless you have any other thoughts about what the plot might be for this book. But I feel like the back of the book kind of gives what the plot may be kind of about, which is saving the world from the deepness. Well, actually, it's saving the world from... Would it matter if you're in space, though? Nope. So there's your we'll answer. Be in, we'll, be in, we'll be in space soon, though. It's okay. <laughs> in, like, 20 years. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. But yeah, so we finished another book. Congrats. Uh, don't forget to Ooh. get this book, either audio, ebook, or physical book. 
Uh, already have it. Or, already have yeah, if you don't already have, have it, it for next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I should probably tell you what chapters we're reading. Should probably post it in the thing and put I it will as also a pin. Mm-hmm. Alright, guys, read along with us. Come on. Yes, yeah, so we will be reading chapters 1 through 6 uh, next week. Yay. So, yeah, no, so no, forward no. to one, that. Alright, darkness, 1 through 12. We're going to read 1 through 12. No, right? 1 through 6. No, I already quit the podcast. What do you mean? No, you didn't. Oh, you quit? Yeah, okay. All right. If you're quitting, I'm quitting. No! Let's go. All right, bet. Oh We're leaving gosh. right now. All right, well, I'll see you guys We're not next week. Go- We're not going to say goodbye. We're just going to leave. All right, bye. See you guys Boom. next week. Bye. <laughs> bye.